0: Welcome to the Football Podcast. I'm your host, Safa Dean, alongside NFL insider Tyler Dragon and Jocena Anderson. Each week we take you to the games and behind the scenes, and we thought this week would be a perfect time to do a little throwback and take you through each episode of some of our favorite content so far this season. We've got some early season over reactions, Tom Brady's 600 touchdown pass. And of course, we talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, Tyler.
1: I'm going to pick the Chiefs again.
0: Listen through the show to hear our weekly pick segment featuring some special guests this week and the most valuable food awards for Thanksgiving. As always, check out our full coverage on the USA Today Sports app. We want you to know more, feel more, and fan harder with USA Today Sports Plus. In week two, Josina, Tyler, and I made some overreactions for the week. And well, some aged better than others. All right, guys, week one happened, and I'm looking for an overreaction right here. I want to see what you guys think and which team you guys think is going to be a contender, a Super Bowl contender, a team that's going to be in the mix in February after their performance in week one. Justina, go go first for me. Let let me see. Who's your contender after week one? Give me the biggest overreaction, and it better not be the Browns, girl. It better not be
2: the (laughs) Browns. Don't be mad at me because that's before we <laughs> out of town. First of all, my overreaction is the fact that it is the reaction because it is accurate. All you have to do is look at the stats of Mr. Jameis Winston. Five touchdowns, no interceptions. Someone who was coming off two years before that throwing 30-something interceptions, and everyone was like, oh, he's done. Then he's got to take this million-dollar contract or whatever he did to play for the Saints and, you know, wait behind Drew Brees. And all he did was come out and show – that he still has the arm, and it just goes to show you, even when you have the worst year of your career, life, whatever is going on, that it doesn't take away from your talent and that you're not what necessarily is written about you. So good for Jameis to bounce back, have a a game where he had a rating of 130.8, 14 for 20, combined with that defense and the coaching genius of Sean Payton. How could you not put Jameis Winston in this conversation?
1: Man, Josina came with the energy. I mean, that was like an inspirational story. Like, I'm ready to go put on some pads. Man, there you I, go. I, I think Josina's pick is now the Browns versus the Saints in the Super Bowl. Listen, exactly.
2: I just stick to the stats of what they say. I just delivered it with energy.
1: <laughs>
2: go ahead, y'all. What y'all I, got? Tyler. I,
1: I am going to do a massive reach right here. It's an oh, overreaction. Oh, yes. So I have the Arizona Cardinals, they oh, look I like, like world beaters versus Tennessee Titans. 38-13, to 13, Chandler Jones, five sacks. Kyler Murray was dynamic. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, two touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. I mean, two touchdown catches. The Arizona Cardinals look like one of the best teams in the NFL. That's my overreaction. However, I'm going to surprise you two. Mm. I have Good another choice. team oh, as wow. well. Here we go. The oh, Los Angeles chargers oh justin herbert top 10 quarterback against in the washington league. the washington won the nfc east oh, last yeah. year anybody can they that. up east last year they went up at, yeah. at fedex field won yeah. that game they're about to beat the dallas cowboys in week chargers. two overreaction chargers a yeah, little tough to use the
2: NFC East divisional uh, records yeah. as a way to bolster your point. Not that they don't have talent, <laughs> but I don't know if that that was the stat, you know <laughs> the
1: Washington football team was a pretty good team. Like they gave the Buccaneers, the Super Bowl champions, a run for their money in the playoffs. Did they not? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Did they not? Did they okay
2: hey, no, with
0: They all they, they they have one of the best, oh, they
1: have God. one of the best defensive lines in football. And the Chargers revamp offensive line, neutralize them. The rookie Rashawn Slater at left tackle, zero sacks, zero pressures. Hey, don't sleep on those balls.
2: Though I do think they're leaning a little bit too much into that defense as far as thinking they could just go with, you know, whoever at quarterback.
1: Yeah, they, in my opinion, they should call up Cam Newton right now. Quick pass in a hurry. Washington should. So look at that. Look
0: at that. So Josina has the Saints. Jameis Swords throw five touchdowns, got ahead of the interception. Number he's gonna have. You got the Mm. Saints as the as as a a contender. Tyler picked two teams. So poor producer Emily. You know she doesn't have a team to pick. Uh, This was supposed to be a one team pick here, and Tyler's like, "Ah, I'll pick two. I I Mm, can't. mm. can't, You got to get. And this is all
2: discounting, you know, attrition not happening and like. Weird injuries, okay. So don't yeah. come back in week 16 and say, But you said, and then the, like oh, five people gone down to injuries. That's you know what I'm we're gonna
0: do. I want you guys to
2: do that <laughs> for me, too. I to, <laughs> my,
0: my contender after week one, I, I think it's the Los Angeles Rams. I think Matt Stafford and that offense, he looked incredible. Um, and that defense, the Rams defense, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. Um, I, I think the Rams have what it takes to contend with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and then see this year. Um, but I, it's not I as crazy as your picks. It's not as crazy. I think, as your yeah, picks.
1: that's not really an overreaction, no, no,
0: no, no. The, the The Rams this are the, the Rams uh, good still have to do it. Team. The Rams still have to do it. Stafford still has to do it. He hasn't done it in his whole career, so that's a safe picks outfit. Listen, I
1: went safe. You guys,
0: what
2: do you want <laughs> him to <laughs> say? The Jaguars <laughs> are going to win the Super Bowl. What do you? What do you want? What <laughs> yeah, do you want from I, Is that I, what you
1: want? I, I, would. I, I want him to not say the talent. I want him to say the Tyrod Taylor, Houston Texans.
3: Well,
2: that actually is a good one since they won, right? Yeah, that actually. is yeah.
1: yeah. Soffit played his safe while I correctly predicted the success of the Arizona Cardinals.
0: Uh, don't you worry, Tyler. We'll get to your sous saying later.
1: I'm going to pick the Chiefs again.
0: Speaking of the Jaguars, things started pretty rough for Urban Meyer's team this season, and they haven't gotten much better. In week 11, the Jaguars were handed their eighth loss of the season, a 30-10 to 10 defeat at the hands of the San Francisco 49ers. In week three, after three straight losses, we discussed the patience needed in Jacksonville this year.
2: I think that, um, the best way to temper, uh, anxiety is just to feed it with, you know, realism and at the end of the day, this was always going to take time. And so what you need to set, you know, to sell is not necessarily false hope, but real expectations. I mean, if you want to just go and look at Peyton Manning's first year with the Colts or, you know, quarterbacks in which there's plenty of examples and things have taken time. It just is what it is now. I will say as a man, I won't say who, but I was talking to a source the other night who was telling me and this is their opinion. Don't be all up in my mentions, um, but that they were saying that the Jaguars and, and their um, estimation look really disorganized. So what you have to do is control the things that you can control as far as getting those cleaned up. You know, results are results. There's only going to be one team that wins. What you can control, though, is effort and being competitive. And then you can sell that and you can build off of that. But it's going to take time. You know, saying, you know, the kumbaya, hold the hands, and this is going to come together and making it sound like it potentially could happen quicker than it may. It may not. But that doesn't mean that no one doesn't have the the capability, the talent, or that it can't come together. You just have to really sell, you know, patience, development and the fact that realistically that was always going to be the case particularly when you're going up against grown men in the nfl everybody is trying to win only one team can win between two so it just is what it is
1: yeah the jaguars they're in a massive rebuild right now first year head coach in the nfl rookie quarterback they're not a good football team from top to bottom you know it's not really a surprise that they're zero to right now they're probably going to finish with one of the worst records, if not the worst record in the league. So this takes time. They're in a rebuild. They're at the beginning stages of a rebuild. It's going to take a lot of time for things to turn around in Jacksonville.
2: Well, and that's why sometimes you don't necessarily – you know, and Urban Meyer also has to prove himself, you know, in the NFL that he can do this reconstruction project in Jacksonville. A lot of, a lot of splashy hires. You get to have the number one pick, all these other things. Those things, you know, together aggregate to, you know, raise expectations, you know, but at the end of the day, um, when you're making, you know, certain choices, when it comes to building a team, you know, do what's best for building a cohesive team and also what's best in terms of, you know, talent in addition to that as well.
0: Expectations are a tricky thing. While Jacksonville struggles to grasp identity. What
1: about the expectations for the best young QB in the league? Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? I'm going to pick the Chiefs again.
0: We'll get there, Tyler. We'll get there. But first, let's take it to week seven and the record-breaking 600 touchdown pass Tom Brady threw and the unexpected ethical dilemma that came with it. I mean, Tom Brady threw his 600th touchdown pass of his career he's the only player in nfl history to have 600 touchdown passes and mike evans gave the football to a fan in the stands um immediately after scoring the touchdown so there were some negotiations that happened in the last couple days and darren Ravel, you know esteemed uh marketing reporter said that the football may have been worth five hundred thousand dollars if the guy kept it or was able to sell it in an auction but so far, the fan has gotten two signed jerseys and a helmet from Tom Brady, a signed Mike Evans jersey and his game cleats, a $1,000 gift card to the team store, and season passes for the rest of the season and next season. And Tom Brady also added during the Monday Night Football game with Peyton Manning and Eli Manning that he was going to throw a little Bitcoin into the mix. So a Bitcoin at sixty-two grand right now at the moment. Guys, Tyler Jocina, did this fan, Byron Kennedy, a Bucks fan living in Tampa, St. Pete area, did he get his money's worth in return for giving Tom Brady his ball back?
2: I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's not going to get his wife a new pair of Christian Louboutins, but, you know, that he he did the right thing. So, you know, there's so much going on in this country and our society. Let's let's not let's not bash someone that uh, actually tries to do the right thing. Now, the question is you know, what can Tom Brady do or the Bucks do for this guy other than, you know, maybe some paraphernalia that um, just helps to acknowledge it. I don't believe that you should do favor for favor, you know, do something good to get something back, you know, but uh, on the other side, you know, it's not him talking, it's me talking. I I think it would be nice if, you know, maybe additional things were, you know, done for this dude who did do that, knowing what he could have gotten in uh, in exchange for that had he not given it back.
0: Josina, you said one thing. You said the right thing. What do you mean by the right thing?
2: Well, just because, I mean, obviously it being a a memento to Tom, you know, um, and, you know, it's still something that is precious to him. I mean, it's not as if the ball, you know, was this fan's property. You know, he, he, you know, came into possession of it. However, he came into possession of it. But you know, I just think it's if something was of value to me, and somehow it got into somebody else's hands, I think it, I would appreciate that it w- was returned to me. At the same time, um, you know, I think that knowing, especially the stuff that Darren Rovell is putting out there with the associated value of what it is that he returned. It might be also a good thing for that person to recognize, especially if they're a person of means or organization of means. You know, to do something that uh, makes the guy forget a little. That's all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tyler, what do you the, think, man? The the guy did the right thing. I have to give him uh, his props for uh, delivering the football back. However, the the Bucks they gave him a big haul. However. The thousand dollars to the gift card, the gift card to the team shop. I I want thousand dollars in cash money. I don't (laughs) want. I don't want to go to the gift shop and buy more helmets, (laughs) buy more jerseys. He already has Tom Brady jerseys signed. He has a helmet, uh, season tickets. I don't want any more bucks things. (laughs) I want some cash. A little cash money. Yeah, Yeah, I want. I want a check. So I can go buy uh, my wife something like Josita said or buy something that I I want for myself, not pick out some Mike Evans jerseys or (laughs) some other jerseys. Uh, I want some cash money. So but I do. it, It is a feel good story. He got the football back to Tom Brady. This is a monumental item for Tom Brady. 600 touchdown football. So props to him. And, you know, I do have to give the Bucks some credit for, the, I mean, you know, giving the fans something. They didn't have to do anything. And the fans didn't have to do anything. He could have he took the ball, ran home, and nobody <laughs> would have heard anything. But everybody did the right thing. However, I, if it were me, I would ask for some cash money.
0: All right, well, I guess now we now know what to get Tyler this holiday season. He's all about the money. While Tyler might be hoping for some cash though, the Titans are wishing for a miracle to replace top league rusher Derrick Henry, who went down in week eight with a foot injury. There was some encouraging news this week about his potential return later this season, uh, but the Titans may need some help sooner than later after losing 22 to 13 this week to the Houston Texans. We've talked about the impact of Derrick Henry's injury the week it happened. Nobody runs the football more than the Titans. Nobody runs the football more than Derrick Henry. Uh, The workload has caught up with him, and the Titans have lost their leading rusher. And as I wrote on USA Today Sports Plus, Tyler, uh, the, the little championship window the Titans may have had after beating the Chiefs, after beating the Bills earlier this season, slam shut. I think the Tennessee Titans are done. Tyler, what do you think, man?
1: Yeah, they probably weren't going to go to the Super Bowl with the healthy Derrick Henry. But yes, I do agree with you. Their Super Bowl chances are slam shut. He's responsible for over 79% of Tennessee's rushing yards. And he has, what, 937 rushing yards right now? Over 300 more than anybody else in the NFL. That is amazing. And it's a tremendous blow for the entire Tennessee Titans organization. But... They gave Ryan Tannehill a lot of money, and he has some playmakers on the outside, so he needs to earn that contract, too. I do have to put him on notice. They gave him a lot of money. They gave oh, him an extension. He needs to earn his contract now.
0: Yeah, well, you know why they gave it to him? Because Derrick Henry was in the backfield running Because for he's going to
1: hand it off to Derrick Henry. I mean, <laughs> yes. we, we can do yes. that. I mean, pay me $100 million to hand off to Derrick Henry
0: exactly yeah. look there you only the, got no faith that uh... the titans
2: can modify things and uh change their off and down. i do agree that you know that they were uh relying on derrick henry way too much the tread on the bottom of derrick henry's foot has worn down and has caught up with them you know at, at some point that was going i mean goodness gracious and um even if not just to prepare for the transition it's just the event that he he did go down but um I think that Adrian Peterson will uh, do a, a solid job filling in for Derrick Henry. Um, I'm not going to you know, completely write them off, but it really, to me... Uh, I will. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> listen, the onus falls on the, the, the Titans offensive coordinator yeah. and the head coach to quickly uh, make some modifications to their system um, so that um, they can keep their playoff hopes. On, especially now when the defense has just started to really started to uh, find their stride.
0: Yeah. I look at Derrick Henry and and Tyler, you mentioned some of his stats earlier. 10 rushing touchdowns. The next player um, who has eight touchdowns is uh, James Conner with the Cardinals. Uh, 937 rushing yards. Next leading rusher is Nick Chubb at 587. So almost 400 yards, 350-ish. 219 carries for Derrick Henry so far this year. leading rusher in the league with that. Next up is uh, Joe Mixon with the Bengals who has 137. So... Um, definitely there's a lot of tread on Derrick Henry's tires. Like we all mentioned, um, the foot injury, the stretch fracture, it was something that was just going to happen because of the workload. And I look at the Titans. I said, if, you know, if, if, if the Titans know they're going to run this offense, they probably should have, you know, adequately supplemented their running back room a little bit more before, you know, having Adrian Peterson in tow here. But like you said, Tyler, there's going to be a big, big onus on Ryan Tannehill with AJ Brown and Julio Jones on the outside. Josina, you know, like you mentioned, the Tennessee coaches as well. Um, everybody's going to have to put it together now, especially with how that defense played the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, I was just looking at the stats. Derrick Henry's rushed um, 1,401 times throughout his career, far more than anybody else in that span. And then counting college, Nick Saban was getting him the ball too. <laughs> so you count that. And in high school, he was just getting the ball every single play. So he has a whole lot of miles in that body. He could, He can handle it. But, you know, you just feel for him now. Uh, and save
2: that stat again. What You said it was what?
1: He's rushed for 1,400. He had no, sorry. He has 4, 1,401 rushing attempts in the NFL, and he has 602 rushing attempts when he was at Alabama College. All right, when are we going to get to talk about my Kansas City Chiefs pick? I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. <laughs>
0: Tyler, Tyler, hold on. Thanksgiving is about waiting for the big course here, right? Uh, we'll get to that. But but first, let's check in with our midseason picks from Week 10 and who are the contenders and pretenders this NFL season. We are coming up at the kind of like the midway point of the NFL season. Uh, the Titans are atop the AFC, even one game without Derrick Henry. And uh, the Cardinals are back up eight and one in the NFC a game without Kyler Murray. Um, guys, which which team has been the best team for you guys so far? I know I named two of them, but which team do you guys think is for real is going to make a serious push for the Super Bowl this season? Tyler, I'll start with you.
1: Well, in the NFC, I have the Cardinals. I think that's the obvious choice. They have the best record in the NFL. When Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins comes back, they're just going to be that much better. They have been playing really well this season. It surprised a lot of people. Um, And then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You have to respect the defending Super Bowl champs. I think Tom Brady is playing fantastic MVP-level football. Their defense is really strong and really uh, helping that team along. So those are two teams that stick out for me in the NFC. A distant, I won't say distant third, but third is the Green Bay Packers. I know I named three teams, so don't make fun of me on that. On the AFC side, it's tough um, without Derrick Henry. I really don't. I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. <laughs> knew that was without coming without Derrick Henry. I knew it was coming, but the Derrick Henry-less Tennessee Titans. I don't expect much from them postseason time. I think they'll win the division, but be one and done in the playoffs. Now, I I know y'all going to make fun of me. The Chiefs are coming. They're, they've are won two straight games, and then they play the Oakland, I mean, sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders this weekend, Sunday night football. So the Chiefs are coming. They're not winning, you know, in re- great fashion. Stop it, stop it. They're not yes. winning in great fashion, but they are winning. I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. <laughs> and the Baltimore Ravens. Don't sleep on the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson has three second half comebacks this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's in the MVP conversation. He's top 10 passing the football, top 10 running the football. You got to give Lamar Jackson his roses. He's playing very well right now. So the Ravens and the Chiefs, and then probably the Bills, number three.
2: So you still going with the Chiefs? Yes. E- even
1: they've won two straight games. It hasn't been great victories where you feel good, and they haven't been blowing teams. That's out. a huge butt. They're one of the be- They're one of the better teams in the AFC. Watch when it's all said and done. They are going to be there at the so thirteen. 13, trust, 13 about, trust me on this. Hold on, Josina. Seven, about 13.
2: Mm. thirteen. 7 was the the offensive output against.
1: Did they win though?
2: I mean, uh, against a team that didn't have.
1: It's at 13-7. They
0: had
2: everybody else. But what I'm trying to say is that sometimes you got to look at what's in front of you. And then mm-hmm. the Giants, you know, 20-17. to 17, uh,
1: But did they win?
2: Oh, yes, they did win.
1: Sometimes you got to win ugly. I hear you. It's a, short, it's a short menu in the NFL. It's about I, W's and L's. Hmm. W's I, and L's. I, they I are agree, winning.
0: I agree with you, Tyler, in the sense that the Chiefs are picking up some wins here. It doesn't matter how you win. You win by one. You win by 30, but it is
2: indicative of how you might be handling, uh, you know, or
0: how you handle some teams previously or or
2: just how you handle better competition, you know, when it comes to the postseason.
0: My favorite thing in the segment was I think Tyler forgot to mention the other, you know, 24 teams in the NFL (laughs) when we asked him which one was the
1: best one. <laughs> i picked three on each side
2: right you three three in each conference. Each
1: side? you left
0: nothing left for me and Joe cena to talk about man
2: and covered
1: everything i made y'all job
2: and even. not only that but the danger with the chiefs with respect to coming out of the afc west division and how evenly stacked that is you know if they don't win that division um you know just where and what their seating is i mean they could they could fall into a situation
1: is it evenly stacked? I, I, I mean, I, the Chargers I, and the I Chiefs. I like the
0: AFC, yeah. I like the AFC too, Tyler. I was going to say that the the Chargers had some questions. They they rebounded against the Eagles, but, you know, they had a bad loss against the Ravens. The Bills had a bad loss against the Jaguars, and had a bad Terrible loss against the Titans. Um, the Ravens had a bad loss earlier this season, and now they seem to be picking it up. Um, and the Titans, with their huge win over the Rams last week, even without Derrick Henry, um, you know, this is really interesting. I would say Kansas City still in the mix. Um, and guys, there's one team that we're not talking about in the AFC, uh, and I bet you if I pick the if, if I let you guys pick the team, you wouldn't be able to pick the team that I'm thinking of mentioning right now. Just, you know, which AFC team do you think is is a sleeper here? That's not that I'm going to mention right now. That's not being mentioned nationally.
2: The Steelers.
0: Oh, wrong, Tyler. How about you? Which team do you think
1: it should be?
2: Oh the Chargers? Either
1: the Chargers or the mm, Browns? I, I picked two.
0: Okay, I like the Browns pick two, but guys, <laughs> there's there's one team that's above five hundred, that's sitting right above the Chiefs right here. The Raiders.
2: Um
0: after a slow start. Do not no. say the Raiders.
1: And no. do not say the Denver Broncos. I'm
0: gonna say the New England Patriots, guys. Okay. Patriots are five and four. Mac Jones looking good as a rookie. I think the Padres won two in a row right now. They're sitting seventh, seventh for the final playoff spot here. Is Bill Belichick going to do this? They're going to sneak into the playoffs? Everybody has them under the radar. You guys didn't even mention them.
2: Well, first so of all, the, first of all for a the last three wins have been against <laughs> the Jets, the Chargers, who sure have enough, lost their swag. And the Panthers, the who team. are, you know, um,
0: on the fringe, you know, off the rails.
2: Right. Yeah. So, <laughs>
0: you know, it, it, it doesn't matter. You know, if you get that, your that loss, way to get the, the Chargers
1: was good, though, the Chargers are probably a playoff team. I do have to give you some props on that. The, the Patriots, I think they're a fringe playoff team. I don't expect them to make a lot of noise in the playoffs. Uh, their offense still leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, Mac Jones is kind of still figuring things out. They do run the football well, though. That's the recipe for success in the postseason.
0: And I would say if there's any team in the playoffs that you probably wouldn't want to see, you know, it could be a Bill Belichick-led defense. That's for sure, especially for one of these teams in the first round. All right, guys. So since it's the Thanksgiving show, and surprisingly, we don't have a chance to pick the Chiefs again this week. I'm really sorry, Tyler. Uh, but let's go back to that Chiefs-Cowboys game this week, man. And I and I think the big thing, obviously, it was not a huge scoring game, a 19-9 win over the Cowboys in Kansas City, Tyler. But – I think what you take away from that game is still the fact that Kansas City is officially back and they beat a playoff team, a potential playoff team in the Cowboys and a pretty big win, Tyler.
1: Yeah, what really surprised me is the Kansas City Chiefs defense. And that's the first time I said that all year for them to hold the Cowboys to just nine points, three field goals. That was a really big performance in the defensive side of the football, starting with that front and the defensive line. So I have to give a lot of credit to their defense. Now, if they play like that on the defensive side of the football, we all know what Patrick Mahomes, uh, Tyree Kelsey, I messed that up. (laughs) <laughs> Did I miss out? No, I
0: said. No, you're fine. You're fine. Tyreek Hill and Travis oh, Kelsey. Yeah, you put them all Kiel, together.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you made, you made I, one superhuman I, player. I, as know, as I know, right? So, yeah, if they start like that on defense and keep on performing at a high level, we already know what they can do on the offensive side of the football with Patrick Mahomes and those boys. So, offense clicking on all cylinders. Now the defense is coming. The Kansas City Chiefs, what could I say? My Super Bowl pick. My Super Bowl pick is coming into fruition. Stop it. You know I'm right.
0: Such a such a, such a a leap of faith you took on picking the Chiefs, who were in the last two Super Bowls, Tyler, for them to go back again. Um, but real quick, you know, I'll say a quick note about Dallas, you know, before we, we transition to the next part of the podcast here is, um, you know, the Cowboys kind of coming up on a little rough time here, and it's not too rough of a, of a deal here. You have uh, CeeDee Lamb dealing with a concussion after the game against the Chiefs. You got um, Amari Cooper, who's dealing with COVID and had to miss the Chiefs game and will miss the Thanksgiving game as well. So two big parts of the offense have not been there for the Cowboys and will not be there for the next game on Thanksgiving. But, you know, I think it's a little hiccup in their season, like every team has had, you know, they're seven and three. They're still first in the NFC least this year. And uh, I think the Cowboys, once they get past the stretch, they could be in store for a strong finish later this season.
1: Yeah, I do have to say, you know, I I think the Cowboys will be fine. As you said, it's the NFC least. They have no competition over there. What, the Philadelphia Eagles are probably the next best team in the division, and they're not a very good football team. So Dallas will be fine. They just went uh, up against probably, you know, what I say the best team in the National Football League, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. The Cowboys will be fine. I'm not really worried about them. They'll be in the thick of things in the NFC once the playoffs are not
0: cool. All right, guys. It's my favorite part of the podcast, is where I continue to make really great picks this season over Tyler, our fellow NFL insider. Uh Tyler, I got a one game lead on you, man, heading into week eleven. I don't know when you're gonna catch up, but uh I'm hoping it's not anytime soon.
1: We'll see. First of all, it's week 12, stop it. I know the Thanksgiving. Uh, I know Thanksgiving has you excited, but it's okay. And you, I'm, a, I, I, I'm going to catch you. I'm going to catch you. I caught you last week. I stumbled a little bit. Remember how I said you sang bolt? I stumbled at yes, the blocks. yes. I stumbled, yes, you know, in the, mid, the midway stretch right there. But I, I'm out I'm to get my stride again. I stepped on a rock. It, I stepped on a rock.
0: It, It wouldn't be a It's a Football Rewind podcast without you mentioning, yes, Usain Bolt. Yes, yet again, Tyler, yes. Uh, We both went 3-2 and last week, um, and I have a one-game lead. Tyler, I don't know if you're going to catch up, but we got six games this week. Six games, a special Thanksgiving edition of the Picks. Um, Let's start off with the games on Sunday, Tyler. We got coming up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 6-3 and after a Monday Night Football win against the New York Giants against the Indianapolis Colts, who are six and five above five hundred after a beatdown, a runover of the Buffalo Bills last week in Buffalo. Uh, Tyler, you gotta go first, man, since I'm hosting the, the picks now. Who are you picking? Bucks or Colts?
1: So I have to say the Colts are playing really good football. And Jonathan Taylor Man, what what can I say about him? Eight straight games with at least 100 yards and a rushing touchdown. The only running back to do that since Ladanian Tomlinson. Hall of Famer Ladanian Tomlinson, I might add. LT. However, I have to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I got Tampa Bay winning this one fairly easily, too, by 10.
2: Hmm.
0: Bucks by 10, you know, I don't like, I don't know if I like that pick for you, Tyler. The Bucks, the offense, um, you know, obviously Tom Brady did not throw any, uh, excuse me, Tom Brady did throw a pick last night and he's thrown uh, four picks in, you know, the last two games before that. Um, The offense is not clicking on all cylinders and when you have a team like the Colts who you know what they're going to give you. It's going to be Jonathan Taylor all day, every day behind that great offensive line. Um, I'm interested to see how the Bucks lineup, you know, how the Bucks defense shows up against Indianapolis here. But I'm gonna join you in this pick here. I'm gonna take the Bucs as well. I'm gonna take the Bucks by six, a little bit closer. I think Tampa Bay has some frustrations, but at the end of the day, it's Tom Brady. It's Mike Evans, it's Chris Godwin. And hey, look, Gronk is back. All right, Tyler. Next game up in our picks is The Los Angeles Rams at 7-3, coming off a bye against the Green Bay Packers, who are 8-3, just took a loss. Last-second loss to the Minnesota Vikings this week. Um, I was at that game, the Vikings-Packers game last week, Tyler, and it was great to see the Packers offense kind of get some life again. Um, But the Packers defense, which held them up the last couple weeks... Um, definitely took a big hit with Justin Jefferson completely losing his mind that game. Who do you like in this Rams-Packers game, Tyler?
1: Well, I know the Rams are coming off a bye, but they also are coming off two straight losses and two bad losses, I might add. The Packers, yes, they uh, played hard up in um, Minnesota, hard fought loss, but I do think Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams will get back on track. I have the Packers winning this game. Uh, it will probably be a little close. I have the Packers by six, but I think they get back on track because I know the Packers want home field advantage in the playoffs. They want teams to go up to Lambo in the cold in January and have to beat them, especially teams like the Arizona Cardinals.
0: Hold on, Tyler. Hold on. Aren't you the LA kid? Aren't you the West Coast, the best coast guy? And you are not picking the Rams over the Packers this yeah, week? The,
1: the West Coast is the best coast. I do have to admit that. But I'm also a realist. And the, Ram- realist. <laughs> the Rams, they have not looked good the last few weeks. They need to get things shored <clears throat> up on offense and on defense. And I do think yeah. the Packers are playing better football this point in season.
0: I'd agree. I think the Packers offense is back on track. I think Aaron Rodgers had a great game against the Vikings. And... Um, I think the Rams offense is not as put together as the Packers right now. Um, and they're going to have to go through it in Lambeau next week. I'm taking the Packers as well. I like them in a close game, though. I'm taking them by six, Tyler. All right, next up on our picks is the 6-5 and five Cleveland Browns against the 7-3 Baltimore Ravens on Sunday Night Football. Tyler, so far we've agreed on our first two picks, and I think we might agree on a third here. I'm not picking the Browns, man. I think Baker uh, Mayfield is – uh, struggling, I think he's ha- you know having a little difficult time this season with all his injuries going on right here. And hopefully Lamar Jackson comes back. He he missed an il- he missed last week with an illness. Still, the Ravens were able to win in Chicago. I'm going to take Baltimore over Cleveland here. I think Cleveland is probably even though they have the best defense in, in the NFC North. Um, excuse me, in the AFC North. Um, I don't think they have what it takes to slow down Lamar Jackson this week.
1: Yeah, Baker Mayfield's shoulder is hanging on like the last turkey leg in the kitchen on Thanksgiving. So (laughs) I am going to pick the Baltimore Ravens. I do think Lamar Jackson comes back healthy. He's been sick a lot this year. Hopefully he's starting to take his vitamin C, vitamin D, all the vitamins. Mm. I'm, I'm drinking some water. (laughs) He needs to get uh, back healthy. Um, But Latavius Murray's bouncing back. Uh, Baltimore's Mm -hmm. running game is starting to uh, get together. I do think they uh, beat the Cleveland Browns because Cleveland, they are not playing well this season. They barely beat the Detroit Lions, the winless Detroit Lions. I have the Baltimore.
0: Barely. Barely. All right, Tyler, we got three games on Thanksgiving, and we thought it'd be a great opportunity to get some of our friends some special guests from the USA Today Sports Plus team to join us in our picks this week. Um, but first, let's talk about the first matchup coming up on Thanksgiving Day: the Chicago Bears, three and seven, against, like you said, the winless Detroit Lions at 09 and one. They got a tie this week, uh, this year, uh, Tyler. They got a tie. They didn't lose every game. They almost did. They haven't won any games either, Tyler. Uh, Bears at Lions. Who do you like this week, man?
1: Well, I know you're going to pick the Lions. They have to win on Thanksgiving, right? It's a tradition. Yeah, it's a tradition in Detroit to have a game on Thanksgiving. Can they get a win for Motown, please? I don't think they're going to get one, though. Justin Fields, I know he got hurt last week. He's playing a little bit better, sure. you know, slowly but surely. He's playing a little bit better this season quietly. He's getting comfortable at at the quarterback position. The Bears' defense, they are shorthanded without Khalil Mack, but I have Chicago winning this game in Detroit.
0: Tyler, I'm going to do it, Tyler. I'm going to do it. I know you. You you. Come you, you're on! You're trying to egg me on.
1: Come on! You're egging me on pick, here.
0: Pick the Lions. But go ahead. How do you know this is not going to work out for you, Tyler. Pick the Lions. I've got a Thanksgiving Day miracle happening in Detroit, Tyler. The whole country is going to see the first win of the Lions season on Thanksgiving Day. I'm picking the Detroit Lions. Wow! I'm not going to tell you how they're going to win. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you why they're going to win. I'm not picking any reason other than the fact that there needs to be a Thanksgiving miracle. For all of us to celebrate, not just Detroit. And I think it's going to be the first one in the season
1: for the Detroit Lions. I'm I'm very happy for you for making... This picks up having the courage to make a pick like that. I like it. Let's I say. like how you said you don't know how they're going to win because <laughs> the, the, the Detroit Lions don't even know how they're going to win. <laughs> so,
0: thank, you, thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I, I appreciate you saying that. Yes. I don't know how they're going to win either, but no, uh, how they're going to win. All right. Jared Goff to TJ Hawkinson. Touchdown. Game winning touchdown. Oh, okay. That's going to, that's how it's going to happen. Bread and butter. If
1: the Bears lose this game, I'm going to be very mad. <laughs>
0: it's all right. It won't affect your Thanksgiving day at all. Man. To it won't affect your Thanksgiving dinner at all. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into the next game here. Uh, we got the Las Vegas Raiders creeping up at five and five uh in Dallas against the Cowboys. We're seven and three at home. You know, just like Detroit Lions have to host a game on Thanksgiving, the Dallas Cowboys have to do it every year too. Um, I don't like the Raiders in this one though, Tyler. I'll tell you, I'm picking the Cowboys in this, even though CeeDee Lamb may be questionable with the concussion. Uh, Aaron uh, Amari Cooper's out with uh, you know COVID. Um, I'm gonna pick the Cowboys here. I like Zeke. I like Dak, and I think uh, the Cowboys' offense gets back on a little bit of a roll after that loss against the
1: Chiefs. Yeah, this week. yeah, you said the Cowboys are going to be shorthanded. Amari Cooper's already out, and even Ezekiel Elliott was banged up in that uh, loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. He hurt his ankle. I still. Have to pick the Cowboys. The Raiders, they have gone through a whole lot of off-field drama that we've all been talked about a lot. And mm-hmm. I think that's going to affect them from here on out this season. You know, it's it's a sad situation going on in Las Vegas on and off the field, but I do have to pick the Dallas Cowboys. It's Thanksgiving. Jerry World's gonna be rocking. Cowboys, big W over the Las Vegas Raiders.
0: All right. And our last pick, Thursday night. The Buffalo Bills at six and four, heading to New Orleans to take on the five and five Saints. Uh, Tyler Buffalo suffered a really demoralizing loss against the Indianapolis Colts, Um, and I think they've shown the NFL the way to beat them is you got to run them over. Uh, Derrick Henry did it a couple weeks ago. Jonathan Taylor did it with five touchdowns last week, and I think while Avlin Kamara can definitely do that against the Bills, I don't think he has enough on offense uh, around him. To help him out. I'm going with the Bills this week. I like a bounce back game by Buffalo and Josh Allen. Um, I got them winning by at least 10 in New Orleans.
1: The Bills have some bad losses <laughs> this season. When, when they lose, they kind of lose bad. Uh, yeah. to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know that game was close, but Jacksonville? Come on now. <laughs> and then to get run over like that by the Indianapolis Colts and Jonathan Taylor, that was just a terrible loss. I do think that they get back on track this week. The game is in New Orleans. The crowd is going to be rocking. But New Orleans, they're dealing with their own injury issues. They're not really that great on offense. Their defense is pretty good, DeMario Davis. But, yeah, I have to pick the Buffalo Bills in this one.
0: All right, guys, those were our picks for the week. And now we'd like to welcome in some of our co workers, our esteemed USA Today Sports Plus producers, editors, and fellow writers to share their picks for the Thanksgiving
3: games. Hey, it's Jalen Thompson, USA Today Sports Plus producer, and here are my Thanksgiving Day picks. In the first game, I'm going with the Chicago Bears. Despite the fact that the Lions have magical prowess on Thanksgiving, things seem to go their way. The Bears have too much firepower. Without Justin Fields and possibly Allen Robinson, I expect David Montgomery to step up in a big way and rumble for, I'm predicting, 150 yards against this Lions defense as the Bears run away with this victory. In the second game, America's team is flying high and I expect that to continue. Dak Prescott will find a way to get the ball to Ezekiel Elliott and whoever's on the outside as his receiving core is dealing with a few injuries. The Raiders have Darren Waller and Derek Carr, but I think that the Cowboys will either use Micah Parsons or Trayvon Diggs to negate Waller and ride away with the victory. In the third game, this is tailor-made for the Buffalo Bills to rebound because Jonathan Taylor is not in the backfield for the Saints. The Bills will run through the Saints. Their defense will stand strong, and Trevor Simeon could be in for a tough afternoon. So those are my three picks as I'm going with the Bears, the Cowboys, and the Bills in the Thanksgiving Day games. Now, for my favorite Thanksgiving dish, I am going to give that to macaroni and cheese. It's the most valuable food. It's very versatile. And after every Thanksgiving, the plate and the pans are always empty. It's the only food that does not need any assistance to really stand out. Hi, everyone, and happy Thanksgiving. This is Lance Pugmire, the betting insider
4: at USA Today Sports Plus. I'm going to give you my three Thanksgiving Day game picks and I incorporate the point spread so you can not only spend quality time during the holiday with your family but make some money as well so let's go bears at lions i'm going to take the lions getting three and a half points at home coach dan campbell deserves a win the lions traditionally at least during my childhood played pretty well on thanksgiving so let's roll with that one then let's take the Cowboys minus seven and a half, minus seven and a half points at home against the Raiders. The Cowboys were absolutely lifeless, uh, last week in Kansas City in a non-conference performance that clearly didn't mean that much to them. Um, uh, I believe that they will turn things around. This being a, uh, special, uh, game, you know, among their home crowd. And then lastly, um, Thanksgiving night, let's take the Bills to bounce back from a a pretty bad performance themselves against the Colts. And and, uh, at four and a half point favorites on the road at the Saints, let's take the Bills. Josh Allen and company are going to turn things around and win that game convincingly, I believe. My most valuable food for Thanksgiving is honey-baked ham and champagne mustard. I just had to back out of uh, standing in line, probably about 250 deep in my hometown. I'll have to go back tonight and gather that honey-baked ham, but I will get it. I love that meal, followed by sitting down, watching the night game. I'll be watching Bill Bill Saints with getting delivered to me by someone. uh, (laughs) Slice of cherry pie with a big scoop of vanilla ice cream, and then someone giving me a big cup of coffee as well. And as night falls on Thanksgiving, it's the best time of the year because it becomes Christmas season right then. So I I hope that you all have quality time with your family. Enjoy it and I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much. Hi everyone, it's Alicia Del Gallo, managing editor of USA Today Sports Plus. I'm gonna go ahead and leave the picks to the insiders and producers, but I will give you my MVF, most valuable food for Thanksgiving. For me, it's gotta be the baked ham. Completely underrated. I agree with Lance. Throw away the turkey, throw away the cranberry, give me the baked ham all day, every day. I don't even really eat ham the rest of the year, but for some reason, I have to have it on Thanksgiving. It is my absolute favorite, and my grandmother makes a killer baked
2: ham.
5: And, of course, I'm producer Emily. Bears versus Lions, I would love to go with my heart and say the Lions, but I do want to point out, uh, Safed, I know that you had some confidence in them earlier, but the Lions have not been great on Thanksgiving recently. They have lost four straight Thanksgiving games and 13 of 17 While hosting, and I just can't go against those odds, especially in a year like this. It would be wonderful if the team could rally around Dan Campbell, get him a win. I just don't think it's gonna happen. I'm gonna pick the Bears in this one. Next up, I'm gonna say Raiders against Cowboys. I could never pick the Cowboys, not even on Thanksgiving, despite the fact that they're gonna be looking for a comeback victory um, after that loss to the Chiefs on the weekend. They're also gonna be depleted, so I can at least think logically in that sense as well. I'm going to go with the Raiders over the Cowboys. Saints versus Bills, I think is a toss up. I think both of these teams have really been bouncing back and forth the entire season, trying to find some type of identity, something to hold on to. I think Allen and the Bills have more of an idea of what's going on than whatever's happening with the Saints. I'm gonna have to go with the Bills on this one. So, those are my picks. You won't normally hear them. We'll see how well they do. Hopefully, I don't come in last this week. Um, but I do want to pick up here to end the show with something that our producers, editors, and writers have been talking about, which is the most valuable food. Now, this is something that I threw in there because I love a good debate. Some people think it's all about the main course, about turkey, other people about sides. Some people even pick dessert. So, I'm going to go ahead and say it's all about the sides. My most valuable food. Is mashed potatoes. I will honestly eat mashed potatoes year-round, but they are my favorite on Thanksgiving, and that is my most valuable food. I'll toss it to you guys. What do you guys – we haven't heard from you. What's your most valuable food on Thanksgiving, Safed?
0: Well, hold on a second. I, I mean, valuable food here. There's there's a lot of things we're talking about here, Tyler and Emily. Um, guys, I mean, what's what's the value part of it, right? Because I could see like – The, MB- the MVP, Safed,
1: the MVP. Listen
0: – the the MVP the true it's got to be the bird right it's got to be the meat it's got to be what you're centering this around right like I'm not a huge turkey fan although I would say deep fried turkey if you have it that way if you can pull out the deep fryer and get it done it's probably the most moist turkey you will ever have um, but I think the star of the show has got to be whatever you know meat you that you have on, on the plate whether it's turkey whether it's chicken whether it's your ham pork however you like to serve your Thanksgiving dinner. It's gotta be the. It's gotta be the. Meat. Tyler, what do you say? So
1: you all are gonna make fun of me for this because you know I'm known for picking two, right? <laughs>
3: yes, yes, yes we so, know, Tyler. So, I, yes, I, know. but but
1: see, these go together, so I'm not really picking two. Yes, it's the turkey, but the dressing has to go on the turkey, whatever you call it. Mm. Dressing, you call it stuffing, it has to go on the turkey. So I have to pick the turkey plus the dressing because they go together.
0: See, Thanksgiving is so hard, Tyler. You you have so many options. For me, I was gonna say the gravy's got to be the MVP, especially if you got to have some dry turkey. You know, sometimes the turkey comes out a little dry. Somebody don't know what they're doing in the kitchen. Sometimes you might get stuck watching the game, or you know, you forget to do an extra round of base thing. You are gonna need a little gravy to to help round out your plate too. But um, I wanna make another pick too, Tyler. I'm gonna I'm gonna double up with you, uh, Emily. You love mashed potatoes. I do too. I'm a mac and cheese. All right, Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, manga Cheese Day is the time to shine for me. I'm going right after that. I'm going for all the carbs also. I, if you got a big Ziti, you got a rice,
1: I'm taking it all. So, I'm going I'm going to break some news here and I know this is going to come up later. I'm going to pick the chiefs again. So, so ca- so candy yams are definitely my MVP too. However, I have to break some news. I do not like macaroni and cheese. I actually What? I actually hate Macaroni cheese—it is disgusting. It is disgusting. And I know disgusting. I'm gonna—I know I'm gonna get killed on because I've got killed on Twitter for saying this, but disgusting. But I do have to say, I don't like cheese. I—I I think cheese is nasty, so therefore I think macaroni and cheese is nasty. I will not eat macaroni and cheese. Y'all can have all of the macaroni and cheese. I will go right by that portion. Tyler, I will have all the macaroni and cheese.
0: <laughs> I will have all the macaroni and cheese, and you are disgusting. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) Thank you guys for joining us for another week of It's a Football Podcast. We really hope you enjoyed getting to know our Sports Plus family. We'll see you back next week for a new episode of It's a Football Podcast as we close in on the postseason. See you next week.
1: Happy Thanksgiving.
4: It's a football podcast. Find it now on the USA Today Sports Plus app where the biggest fans fan harder.